0: I was younger, I used to lead a bit of worship in church. Um, last century, that was. A while back now. And um, when, when, when I um, was young, uh, we used to, music was very different in those days. And uh, everyone remember hymns? Yeah. Yeah. I used to sing a lot of hymns with kind of a classical feel. And uh, there's churches today that uh, still sing hymns. And then uh, then something called praise choruses. Anyone heard praise choruses? They kind of uh, came in and, and music... Kind of changed, and uh, there was a bunch of choruses with this kind of boomcha I feel. If you know this, sing it with me, but this was a big hit in the 70s. It goes like this. He is the King of kings. He is the Lord of lords. His name is Jesus, 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 Jesus. Oh, he is the King. Some of you just felt the anointing. Some of you just felt the annoying. <laughs> what was that? So, you know, I Will Enter His Gates, you know, all these kind of boom-cha, boom-cha, boom-cha. We, we had a bunch of songs around that style. And then, um, then, then there was a bunch of kind of swing music. From the rising of the sun. alive. It's interesting how songs are triggers for memories, aren't they? So, uh, you know, love and kindness, all this kind of swing feel. And then, uh, kind of in the 80s, um, Jewish music, kind of, uh, do you remember those days? Kind of all the Awake, oh Israel, and then when the Spirit of the Lord fills my heart, I will sing like David sang. The spirit of the Lord fills my heart. I will sing like David sang. I will sing, I will sing, I will sing like David sang. I will sing, I will sing, I will sing, I will sing like David sang. hoy Got to... A- got to have the oi at the end you know and so all this kind of Jewish music came in the church for a while and then uh, in the minor key and then uh, minor key uh, kind of kept uh, with, with a bit of a rock feel remember this fear not for I am with you fear not for I am with you fear not for I am with you says the Lord I am with you, fear not, for I am with you, says the Lord. All right, hope you're enjoying our praise and worship time machine here this morning. And so, a bunch of songs like that, and then kind of syncopation came in, you kind of changed through the years, and then uh, uh, there was a lot of uh, kind of what we'd call a ballad-type feel. There was uh, actually a housewife, um, a small church in Oregon, who wrote this song called I Love You, Lord, and I Lift My Voice, probably uh, became one of the most popular worship songs. If you, if, if you know it, why don't you just sing it with me this morning? I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice. joy Let me be a sweet, sweet sound In your ear That's a song I wrote uh, called Jesus I Desire so Let me share it with you today Jesus, I desire to I desire I design. my Lord. All right. Playing the piano is a little bit like riding a bike. Usually, uh, remember, just got to watch you don't crash. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, hope you enjoyed that little bit of a trip down memory lane. And uh, if you're visiting or new to church, well, now you know what you missed out on. <laughs> so, why don't we just for a few minutes remaining today, just, just talk a bit about worship. Um, Jesus had a... A couple of things to say about worship in the middle of a, a conversation with a woman down by a well. And uh, we're going to read John 4, verses 20 to 24. If you've got a Bible, you might want to join me there. If not, um, just have a listen as I pick up a, a bit of a detour in a conversation uh, he has with this woman. John four twenty. Uh, the woman says, Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain. You Jews claim that the place where we must worship is Jerusalem. So we had worship wars about 2,000 years ago, having a little debate about you know, uh, where you should worship. And Jesus goes, uh, woman, believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. It's actually not about places or we could add methodology. He goes on to say there's a time coming. It's now arrived when the true worshipers, the genuine worshipers, that's what we're going to speak about today, the, the true worshipers will worship the Father in the Spirit and in truth. for they are the kind of worshipers the Father's looking for. God is Spirit, and His worshipers must worship Him in Spirit and in truth. The conversation goes on, and this woman has a remarkable transformation. She finds this living water that radically changes her life, but Uh, This little detour just gives us some insights about genuine worship. So a couple of thoughts for us today. Number one, genuine worship is a relationship with God. Genuine worship is a relationship with God. Notice Jesus doesn't say the Father's looking for worship. Uh, I think sometimes we can get a wrong image of God that is up in heaven this morning, a bit of a hole in his heart, and he's hoping someone will rock up this morning and please just sing me one more song so I can get through the week. We can sometimes paint a picture of a needy God who kind of needs worship. In fact, you might hear this little phrase sometimes repeated in church. People say, God created us to worship Him. kind of sounds spiritual, but if you're like me and you've got a bit of a critical mind, you go, sounds like a pretty narcissistic God to me. Like who would create people to worship them? Like that's 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 kind of pretty selfish. Does this God kind of need us? That'd be like me marrying Nicole because I need a cook and a housekeeper. <laughs> How many know that's a really good reason to get married? Not, guys. If you're thinking about getting married, don't marry for those things. Hire a house cleaner, hire a cook. Don't get married for that. I married Nicole because I love her and want to spend the rest of my life with her. Now, she happens to be a good cook. She happens to be a pretty good homemaker. It's called friends with benefits. Uh, but I didn't marry her. Sorry. Uh, I didn't marry her for those reasons. I married her to give herself to, uh, give myself to her and to have a relationship with her. And yes, there's benefits, but that's not the motive of me marrying her. Could I suggest to you that God did not create you to worship him? Jesus says the Father's not looking for worship. He's looking for worshipers. God created you to give himself to you freely. And when we respond and say, God, we love you. Thank you for your grace. His heart is touched, but that wasn't his motive in creating us. God's actually not looking for your song. (laughs) He's looking for you. He wants a relationship with you. It's so simple, but it's so powerful. And so genuine worship is not a song on the weekend. It's not a, uh, a few minutes in a service like we've had today. It's a daily relationship with God. In fact, worship only has meaning in the context of relationship. I was at the market yesterday, South Melbourne market. Imagine if I just rocked up to some random woman at the market and gave her a big kiss. Like, that's going to be awkward, isn't it? It's like, what's up with that? Who's this creep? (laughs) Now, but if I kiss my wife, Nicole, the same expression of love has meaning because I have a relationship with her. The expression of love without the relationship has no meaning whatsoever. And so Jesus says, genuine worship. God's not looking for your worship. He's not looking for your song. He wants a relationship with you. And so when we gather on Sunday, this is to be an outflow of the daily relationship we have with God. I think, unfortunately, our Western world has been very influenced by Greek thinking, which uh, tends to compartmentalise life and see life as a kind of a series of boxes. We've got a box for work or a box for study and school. Another box for family. Another box for friends. Another box for recreation. And then another box for God. And so we go to work or we go to go to school, uni. Uh, we catch up with the family. Okay, I got to see my friends. I go do some exercise. I right, better get along to church. Tick the God box. And as long as we kind of get here, you know, regly regularly enough, you know, we will we're, we're, we're kind of We've kind of balanced our life out. Uh, You know, the Hebrew worldview is very different. It views life as a circle, and God is at the center of the circle. And God isn't just one box that you tick every now and then, but God's at the center of the circle, and all of our life is done in the awareness of and in partnership and in friendship with God. God doesn't just want a date on a Sunday, (laughs) they'd be like me saying hi to my wife once a week. Hey, honey, love you. See you next week. <laughs> uh, that's that's not, not a relationship. He doesn't want just a date on a Sunday. God wants to be involved in every area of our life. And this is really simple, but it's good just for, to remind ourselves, uh, whether you're new here or wondering whether there is a God or maybe you've been following God for many, many years, just the, the basic reality, genuine worship is a relationship. God's interested in you. He goes on to this woman. He says, you know, She's come to draw water from a well, which that well was very, very deep. And you can imagine the effort in putting the bucket down. And it's all about what you do to get the water. Jesus said, if you just knew who was standing in front of you and the generous gift I have for you, you can have a spring on the inside welling up into, into eternal life. How many know a spring is very different than a well? A spring is just happening. It's flowing towards you. What are you going to do? Just receive. Just receive. Just receive. And that's God's love for you today. And so as we go out into this week, let's see our whole life. As you go to work, as you go to school, as you're at home, just may we be more aware of God. May we do life with Him, talk with Him. Again, how do you build a relationship? Well, it's about time. If I wanted to get to know Jimmy more, I've got to spend more time with Jimmy. have got to talk to Jimmy and tell him what I feel. I've got to ask Jimmy questions and hear what he feels. Uh, I've got to find out what Jimmy really likes. What do you enjoy? What, what ticks you off? What annoys you? You know, that's how you build. I'll ask Emma that, will I? Um, and she'll say how long you got. Um, but, but my point is, sorry, my point is that for me to get to know Jimmy, I've got to, I've got to invest in that relationship. It's the same with God. If you really want to know God more, it takes time. It takes talking to God. It takes listening to God, finding out what He likes, finding out what annoys Him. Uh, That's how a relationship is built. So genuine worship, it's not just a song. It's not a few minutes on a Sunday morning. It's a relationship with God. Jesus actually said in Matthew 7, 23, there was a bunch of people doing religious things, and they said to Him, Hey, Jesus, we healed some people in Your name. We cast out demons in Your name. And Jesus goes, Sorry, what was your name? I I never knew you. See, Jesus is not looking for the religious activity. He's looking for the relationship. David got this. He was a man after God's own heart. Psalms 34 verse 1, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth. He doesn't say, oh, bless the Lord on Sunday mornings. No, all the time. Another Psalm 119 164, Seven times a day I will praise you, Lord. That's pretty cool. Psalms 145 verse 2, every day I will bless you and praise your name. No wonder he was a man after God's own heart because David realized it's about a relationship, doing life with God and uh, in a closeness together with Him. And so just, just be encouraged this week to do life with God and your whole life. Worship is a lifestyle not just a song or an event on the weekend. Secondly, uh, genuine worship is not just a relationship, it's a spiritual reality. Jesus says God is a spirit, and those who worship Him must worship Him in spirit, yet in truth or reality. You know, there are two realms. There's the natural realm, and then there's the spiritual realm. And they are interrelated, they intersect, but they're very different. The natural realm we observe with our five senses the spiritual realm is uh, uh, discerned from our heart from our spirit and all of the Christian life has to be viewed from the spiritual perspective think about this morning um, we were singing here today to someone who we can't see you ever thought about that If someone walked in today like we're, we're saying all these nice words and singing it's a bit like Christian karaoke isn't it like like and then we're praying today to someone you can't see like, you know, you can think these people are yeah, a little bit off the wall here. No, but it's because we believe there is a God who is spirit, who is real. We can't see him, but God is here. God listens. God interacts. Your whole Christian life is viewed from a spiritual perspective. And it's the same with worship. Worship is not whether you're singing on tune today. How many are glad for that? It's not how high you lifted your hand. Oh, there, that's high enough. That's acceptable. Um, no, worship is from your heart, yeah. from my heart, to the heart of God. That's the way God sees it. It's a spiritual reality. It's something that happens on the inside. However, although worship is a spirituality, it's an internal expression, what's happening in the inside of us needs expression in the natural realm. Uh, and we can use our physical body to express What's happening in our spirit? Uh, we do this all the time. Maybe this week you were angry sometime. You know, when you're angry, you might clench your fist and your face might get a little red and your voice might raise. Well, what's happening? Your body's signaling the world you're annoyed. Uh, aren't you glad that those signals happen? Otherwise, we may endanger ourselves. You, you, you can see the, someone's a little annoyed. The, 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 the physical body's letting you know. Uh, maybe you had a moment of sadness this week. And you shed a few tears. There's nothing sad about water dropping to the ground. But what's happening? Your eye duct is releasing a tear, comes across your cheek. Your body's letting the world know, I'm feeling some grief, some loss. The physical express what's happening on the inside. And so it's important when we want to worship God, although it's from my heart, um, what's inside needs Expressing. It's the same in a marriage, you know, you've probably heard the story of the couple who've been married 20 years, they went for counseling, the wife's not happy, doesn't feel her husband loves her, and he goes, I told you I loved you 20 years ago, if it changes, I'll let you know. <laughs> that's not going to cut it. That's not, that's not going to cut it. You might feel some love, but you've got to give it some voice. <laughs> Saying it 20 years ago needs to be repeated, not just felt. It's like the 10 lepers, Jesus healed 10 lepers. How many came back to say thank you? One. Have you ever thought about the other nine? We kind of rubbish them. Do you think they were ungrateful? I don't think so. I don't think any of them went home and said, Man, I miss my leprosy. I'm so annoyed. I went to church today and Jesus healed me. I'm so ticked off. I don't think the other nine were ungrateful. They were just as grateful. But you know what? Only one took the gratitude inside and gave it voice and said, Thank you, Jesus. And so it's great to have worship from our heart, but... There's a time when we can express that, and we do that alone with God, but also when we gather as His people. Let's remind ourselves of some ways to express our worship. Just through speaking, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. It doesn't say, let the extroverts of the Lord say so. All of us just to say so. And so there might be times in a meeting where we're here and come on, let's thank God today. Just learn to open your mouth and say, thank you, God. God, you're good. You've been faithful to me. It's good to feel things, but learn to speak your praise to God. It's so, so powerful. Psalms 145, 21, my mouth will speak the praise of the Lord. Declare his place. Tell of his Goodness. So, we can speak God's praise. We can sing. Psalms 95, verse 1. Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Um, it doesn't say um, you have to have a great voice. Thank you for those two amens. Uh, how many are glad for the verse that says, make a joyful noise? Like I can make a noise. Um, you know, my dad used to say, we all have a good voice. Some of us just have a rough passage out. <laughs> and uh, you, might have, you might have heard of the prison singers. Behind a few bars, can't find the key. (laughs) All the the musos are like that one. So it's it's not about having a perfect voice, but there's something powerful when you don't just speak praise, but you you add it to melody or song. Let me illustrate this. Let's take the word hallelujah. Hallelujah means uh, hallel, praise Yah, praise the Lord. So let's say hallelujah eight times. Can we do that together? Come on, ready? Okay, we're we're saying eight times, praise you, Lord, praise you, Lord, praise you, Lord. Um, Sing with me now, hallelujah, if you know this, help me now, hallelujah, if you know how to harmonize, this is your moment, hallelujah, hallelujah keep singing a bit more volume now hallelujah beautiful hallelujah hallelujah hallelujah, hallelujah. we just sang hallelujah eight times was it different than speaking? Can you feel the, the heart, the spirit? Like there's something there, isn't it? You sang way better than Ch- Cheltenham too. Can I just say it? Seriously. I-, I couldn't get a harmony out of them this morning. Like I, I was working really hard. That, 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 don't tell them, but you were, you were amazing. You were, yeah, let's put this one on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. This one, yeah. Bad job. <laughs> But, but, but isn't it? And we had no music. We had no music. But just you take a word and then you put a melody to it. It don't have to be perfectly in tune, but there's something about song that adds heart and spirit and emotion and 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 depth. So we can speak our praise. We can sing our praise. We can shout. How many know there was a lot of shouting yesterday? Yeah. Dusty, yellow and black! Yeah. It, what, what, what's happening? You know, we, we, we shout. We, we, what are we we're expressing the excitement? We don't sit there go, Good Tigers. You know, shout, yeah. You know? And, and, and you know, there's a time in church when we go, Come on, let's thank God for His goodness. Just I tell you, God's done more than win a footy, Graham. And, and so shouting is appropriate. Uh, a Clapping, uh, again, you know, um, someone does a wonderful um, performance. You go to a school play or, um, you know, off to a show or something. Yeah, you know, standing ovation. Right? We're, 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 we're telling the person through our physical action. That was amazing. That was fantastic. And, uh, you know, sometimes in church we give God a little. There's a time to, to, to clap. Uh, lifting our hands. You ever wonder what this is about? You know, kind of different uh, half-mast, three-quarter-mast, four-mast, you know. Some people come in and let's go, well, what, what does this signify? What's lifting hands mean? Surrender, surrender yeah. There's, uh, there's no guns in here, though, is there? Yeah. No one's making us. Go on, stick them up. Um, lifting hands is a way just to go, God, I, I surrender my heart. Now, now, again, Lamentations, Jeremiah says, let us lift our heart with our hands. It's not just the physical, it's the physical expressing, God, I'm surrendering to you today. Don't know what, what you're up to, but I just I surrender to you. That's, that's a very powerful expression of worship. Uh, playing instruments. Um, David, Psalm 33, verse 2, Praise the Lord with the harp. Make music on the ten-stringed lyre. That must have been the first guitar. Um, David actually invented musical instruments to, to, to praise God. And, uh, you know, nowhere in the Bible does it tell us what style of music to play. We've done some of the ones through the centuries. Um, music, it's not worship itself, but it can be a great tool to help us, to assist us to worship God. Uh, unfortunately, uh, music's been a, a controversial topic through the years. We had a bit of a joke early about psalms and hymns and everyone heard the difference between a chorus and a hymn you haven't let me give it to you an old farmer went to the city one week and attended the big city church he came home and his wife said hey how was the big city he says it was good and says, oh how was church he said oh they sang praise choruses instead of hymns praise choruses said his wife what are those he said oh they're okay they're kind of like hymns but they're different His wife goes, well, well, what's the difference? The farmer said, well, it's like this. If I were to say to you, Martha, the cows are in the corn, that would be a hymn. But if I were to say to you, on the other hand, Martha, 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 oh, Martha, 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 the cows, the big cows, the brown cows, the black cows, the white cows, the black and the white cows, the cows, cows, cows are in the corn, are in the corn, are in the corn, are in the corn, corn, corn. And then if I repeated the thing three times, that's a chorus. That's a praise chorus. You ever had that moment? If we sing that one more time, I'm gonna scream. (laughs) Come on, don't look at me so spiritual. (laughs) Anyway, the next weekend, the farmer's nephew, who was a new young Christian from the city, he went to the country. And he visited the farmer's small town and there. Little church. He came back to the big city. He said to his mama, be, been up country. And she goes, oh, how was it? Oh, good. How was church? Well, it was good, but it's different. They sang hymns. She goes, oh, what are they? Well, they're kind of like regular songs, but they're a bit different. His mother says, well, how are they different? And so the, the nephew goes, well, if I were to say to you, Martha, the cows are in the corn, that would be a regular song. But if I were to say to you, oh, Martha, dear Martha, hear thou my cry. Inclinest thine ear to the words of my mouth, turn thou thy whole wondrous ear by and by to the righteous, inimitable, glorious truth. For the way of the animals, who can explain? There in their heads is no shadow of sense. us they in God's son or his reign, unless from the mild tempting corn they are fenced. Yea, those cows in glad, bovine rebellious delight have broke free their shackles, their warm pens eschewed. Then goaded by minions of darkness and night, they all my mild Chilliwack sweet corn have chewed. So look to that bright, shining day by and by, where all foul corruptions of earth are reborn, where no vicious animals make my soul cry, and I no longer see those foul cows in the corn. You do verse one, three, four. a key change on the last verse, that's a hymn. Uh, it's good to tease each other. It's interesting how we all kind of like the music of our late 20s. You think about your late 20s, the music you like then, you kind of freeze frame that forever. Trouble is, we've all got different late 20s. So anyway, we can use music. Um, We can stand, you know, the very act of standing. If someone important walked into a room, we we all stand. Uh, Psalms says, stand in awe of God. We, We can bow or kneel, Psalms 95 verse 6. Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel. Before the Lord, our Maker. This time times just where your, your physical body may feel to kneel. Just in honor of God. Or to dance. Psalm 149 verse 3. Let us praise His name with dancing. And what's dancing? It's expressing joy and delight. So these are ways we can take the internal worship of our heart and express it through speaking, singing, shouting, clapping, dancing, lifting hands, kneeling at times. And you know what? Praise actually looks good on you. You're all looking pretty good today. You, you, you looked at the mirror this morning and you dressed nicely. But there's another garment called the garment of praise. And it looks really, really good on you. Of course, all of these external expressions are to be expressions of the heart. Inward worship. Jesus once said, Matthew 158 9, These people honour me with their lips. They're doing all the worship stuff. But their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. Can you see, see, once again, it's not about the worship expression. It's about the relationship and the heart. If God just wanted clapping and lifting hands, he would have made little robots in heaven to go like this every day, you know, just just to keep him happy. it's not about the expression. It's about what's happening in our heart. And so simple message today, God is interested in you. Not just your worship, not just your song, not just your ticking a church box on the box on the weekend. He's interested in you. He loves you. He created you to give himself to you. And so I'm not sure where you are in your relationship with God, but my encouragement is this week, may you be a little bit more aware of God. As you go to work, you know, he's interested in your job. As you're at school, you know, prepping for some exams, he, he's interested in your studies. He's interested in your family. He, he wants to do life together with yeah. you and, let you feel his love, his peace, and his joy. And, you know, when you live a life like that throughout the week, he's there in the mountains and the valleys, he's right through. Then you come on the weekend. It's a chance to just have an overflow of expression of your love to God. And so uh, how about we pray as we uh, bring this to a close? Jesus, when the music fades and all is stripped away and we simply come, Longing to bring something that's of worth that will bless your heart. May we bring you more than a song. For a song in itself, it's not really what you're after. You, you search much deeper within through the way things appear. You're looking into our hearts. And so I pray for all of us here at Bayside. May we come back to the heart of worship. And it's all about you, Jesus. It's all about you. We're sorry for the the thing we've made it, how easy to get caught up into religious practices and rituals and forget the real meaning. And worship is about a daily relationship with you, doing life together and then expressing that worship from our heart. And so we pray that as we do so, your heart will be touched and will continue to grow and be transformed and be filled with more of your love, more of your peace, more of your joy we go out into this world, we will be good news wherever we go. We give you praise today in your name. How about we give Jesus a big clap today? Jesus, you're awesome. You are awesome. We love you. We praise you today with all of our hearts. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Hope you have a great weekend. Good to be with you today.